Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. How are you today, sir? Doing pretty well. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be you, dude. Right now, on. Right on. Adam, not a lot of sports going on this week, bub. No. This is going to be a little different podcast for the Nosebleeds. Oh, what do you got? So we, we were just talking, we talked last night and right before we started recording, uh, and we mentioned last night that we were going to talk about uh, the potential NBA season coming up and what was going on with that. And then we were just going over everything before we started. We, we failed to mention that. So we maybe, we'll, maybe mention- we'll have it, maybe we won't. Well, that because we ended up picking a whole bunch of other random stuff to talk about today. So uh, there is a little sports mixed in, but, you know, we're going to have a little fun with it today. So to get it started, as Adam gets himself situated on the couch, if you're watching on YouTube, I love it because the closer I can get to that man's face, the better. So let's bring that computer on in as close as we can. Get yourself nice and comfortable. Sit in and tell us a little bit about training personally. I'm glad you asked about that, Chris, because I've been dying to tell you that no matter your level of fitness, if you like to be challenged and you want the benefit of working with a personal trainer without the personal trainer cost, then training personally with Peggy Edwards is what you want to look into. Training personally is circuit training for all levels with a personal trainer at your pace on your time. Peggy Edwards, owner, operator, certified personal trainer, nutritionist will keep your workouts safe, meaning everything is sanitized in the gym. Uh, You get to see that up front because you are part of that process. When you walk in, you get all of your equipment and you uh, help sanitize that equipment so that you know it's being done right before your very eyes. You take it to a spot that will be a designated spot just for you that has been cleaned and you will stay in that spot for the time being, even though this is normally circuit training and you go in a circuit. Peggy Edwards is very COVID friendly at training personally. So it's and by COVID friendly. I'm not talking about she like is friends with COVID. No, no, you will not. No, you, you will be, you will be safe from the COVID most likely uh, <laughs> because she does keep everything very, very clean. Um, no one is workout- safe from the COVID. Yes. She keeps <laughs> workouts uh, fresh. So she changes it up. You'll never do the same workout more than two times in a row if you go there. If you go there every day or every other day, you're only going to do the same workout maybe twice in a row. Uh, it, it's functional fitness. It's, it's, she changes it up because she knows she, she has studied how the body works and how it needs to, uh, to get different types of workouts and work different muscle groups. Um, it's very scientific, and she has all that stuff in her mind. I don't, so I'm not going to continue to try to uh, explain it. And she keeps them fun. It's a really fun atmosphere. You and I have both been there plenty of times. Such a fun atmosphere. You walk in there and she, it's like, she makes you feel like you were best friends or siblings uh, that haven't seen each other in a long time. She'll come up and give you a hug. Well, not right now. She won't give you a hug, but normally, and when we get back to normal times, uh, she will give you a hug, but she will still make you feel like you belong there. Uh, it, it, you walk in and, and she will introduce you to, to the regulars that are there all the time and make yep. sure everybody becomes friends. And, but there's no pressure. If you're an introvert like me, there's no pressure to be outgoing and, and 
get make, make relationships with people right away. It's also it's just a, a perfect place to go if you if you want to give it a shot. You need to get a little workout going and try to get a, a routine going uh, to work your body and uh, and get in shape. That's the place to go. All the information you need can be found on trainingpersonally.com or on Facebook at Training Personally. You can email Peggy Edwards, P-E-G-G-Y, at trainingpersonally.com, or she's so available, uh, you can call or text her even. 513-328-0296. And give her a text, give her a call, or just stop in. It's 3634 Budno Avenue in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, look it up, stop by, and tell her that the Nosebleed Sports Podcast is how you found out about training personally. And if you tell her that, she will give you your first month of class or membership or whatever you want to call it, instances that you go to the gym to work out, whatever you end up doing, the first entire month for free. You won't pay a dime for your first month. And then you can just do that for a month. And if you decide you, you want to take a break for a while or you're not so sure about it or whatever, that's totally okay. You don't have to go anymore. You get a, a free month no matter what. Uh, if you tell her that you heard about training personally from the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. So stop in or give her a call. Like I said, 513-328-0296. Also brought to you by Green Solace. That's G-R-E-E-N-E solace.com. Uh, Liz is an experienced professional massage therapist who provides you with a massage tailored to your needs. Whether it's just to relax and unwind or you need a focused massage on your problem area. Treatments include the relaxation massage, which provides you with a soothing and therapeutic escape from reality, while the focus massage is a specific to your pain area, whether it's just your back or you have feet and leg pain. She's gonna take care of it. Liz, no, listen, Liz knows the body. She's taken all the classes. She's a professional. Blue, professional masseuse and uh you can go to greensolace.com she's on the facebook you can go to her there but uh you know you go to greensolace.com and you're like mm, i kind of like what i see here i think i want to schedule an appointment you don't even have to call you don't have to do nothing schedule the appointment right there it's got dates times you click on when you want to go and she'll take care of you it's over in cleves ohio that's greensolace.com for all your massage needs. I just made that part up at the end. I think I'm gonna start using that. Ooh, that's I might a sell that to her. Right I might sell that to her. There you go. <laughs> maybe uh, not, maybe not, because I don't maybe she maybe she doesn't want to be all your massage needs. I, look, whatever like you said, any type of massage you need, your problem, problem area or just a regular back, neck, shoulder massage. You were saying it's it, uh, she can really fulfill all of those things, whatever you need. Uh, great place to <laughs> now, you're, now you're laughing about. <laughs> Check she out Green Solace. Go, we always say this go get your workout on at training personally and then treat your body to a massage and take care of your body both ways. Look, what we know now uh, that people didn't used to pay attention to or know as much about is. Uh, how important rest is and recovery uh, is to your body and keeping yourself healthy. And so that's, that's a big part of recovery 
and a big part of treating your body right is working it out, tearing those muscle, muscle tissues down, and then giving them the chance to build back up and uh, taking care of them through massage and drinking plenty of water and all that good stuff. So we take all right, it all so for you. As we come to an end of the, uh, of the beach bodies section of the podcast, <laughs> let's get on into uh, some fun stuff. What do you say, bud? I'm so, this past weekend was Halloween. Great. Yeah, great, uh, great podcast, Theo Vaughn, by the way. This past weekend, Theo Vaughn. Oh, podcast. really? Excellent. Check that out. This past weekend, I like that. So this past weekend was Halloween. Uh, it was on a Saturday this year. Normally there'd be parties everywhere. Normally, you know, the, the night wouldn't end until the wee dawn hours. However, with the Rona... Not so much like that this year. I'm sure there were still some get-togethers. I'm sure there was still a little. We still had plenty of kids come through. We did the COVID candy shoot. I uh, had a little fun, dropped a piece of PVC pipe down through the back of the pumpkin's head and uh, dropped the candy to the little kids. My question to you, Adam Schmidt, the, the man who has not come out of his house in the past eight months, Adam Schmidt. Did you hand out candy for Halloween? I sure did not. Now, Adam Schmidt, we all knew you didn't hand out candy for Halloween because I don't think you hand out candy on Halloween ever because you are a Scrooge of Halloween. That yes. being said, you probably go to a family member's house. Did you do anything for Halloween or did you hide in your bathroom with an iPod or do they make iPods anymore? <laughs> with I, think I still have one somewhere. Oh, there you go. With your iPhone and just kind of uh, play around on the TikTok or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Follow me on TikTok. It's uh, uh, muscleman38 at uh, a. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I actually did, believe it or not, go to my sister's house. Uh, and my. my brother and his whole family was there, his wife and two kids, and my sister and her husband and son were there, and then my dad was there, and um, <clears throat> and it wasn't too bad. It was, uh, you know, they had, my sister lives in a, in a, a nice little neighborhood, um, and there were some kids, definitely fewer than normal, but um, enough kids that came through, they passed out candy, and I, I'll tell you, my my little niece, who's five years old, loves passing out candy way more than she loves trick-or-treating. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a real thing. My son was that way. He would go trick-or-treating for about 20 minutes, come back, and then just hand out candy. Now he's a little older. I was forcing him. He came back about an hour, hour and 15 minutes in, and I was like, no, bro, 45 more minutes. There's way <laughs> more neighborhood. Get out there. Go get it done. You're seven years old now, young man. It's time for you to learn how to really trick or treat. Dad needs some candy for after you fall asleep. So yeah, Daddy needs some candy. Is right. <laughs> Give me the milk duds. What's your favorite Halloween candy? Mm, that's good. Uh, I would say Reese's. Almost anything Reese's makes, but the peanut butter cup and the Kit Kat are probably my two favorite. Have you, candy. Have you had the Reese's peanut butter cup with the Reese's pieces inside of it? I have. Hands down. I have. Drop, drop the mic. Drop the mic. 
it's good, but let me tell you, there's another one that they have that I, I find very rare to find. You can usually find it in like uh, just off the wall gas stations and stuff once in a while. You can't, they don't, Kroger doesn't have them big, you know, I, I don't find them in very many places. It's the, it's the same concept. It's the Reese's peanut butter cup, but instead of Reese's pieces in it, it has bits of cookie in it. Oh, I don't believe I've ever seen that, but um, is, are they, is it cook cookie or is it cookie dough? It's, it's cookie. Oh, I'm okay with that. I still be good with that. Uh, I love the Reese's pieces one. I'll tell you, um, is it me or no, you know what? I'm just going to put this as a fact. I'm going to put this as a fact is as good as the Reese cup is all Reese's candy that is surrounded around a holiday, whether it be the Reese's egg, uh, or the Reese's pumpkin or any of that, or the Reese's tree for Christmas, 100% better than a regular Reese cup. Hands down. I'm so, I, why, why is it like, is it because they're so fresh because they made them just for the season. I don't think so because I've been eating Reese's eggs for the last like eight months. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kroger has this enormous bin of them and it's like over full every time I go. So they, they ordered way too much last Easter or something. But those bad boys are nice. They're nice. so good. Nice. I totally yeah. agree with that, though. For some reason, those things are always better. I don't know why. I, I have zero, zero ideas uh, on why that is. All right. So that was – I don't know if you actually did something for Halloween. So I'm glad you got out of the house, man. Big round of applause for Adam Schmidt. Exited the house. Um did a little, did a little Halloween action with the family. That's good to hear, buddy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We were, we were safe about it and everything. And uh, I was, I was very glad to see your, you guys were really safe about it too. And you did the, that was really cool. Did you build that yourself? The contraption, the, the shoot, it, you uh, a stand it, for it and everything. Well, I did. I built a wood stand for it. About it took me about fifteen minutes. Is it wasn't? I mean, it, it's not like a piece of art. Uh, okay. And then it was just, you know, a piece of three inch pipe, man, just a piece of three inch pipe with a 45 degree, uh, 45 degree uh, couple, not couple, 45 degree fitting on the end, stuck it through the back of the head of the pumpkin, had to come out the bottom. We're good to go. I had more fun throwing candy down that thing at these kids than I ever have had fun before. And it did not take away from me having my conversation with every single little kid. You know my favorite thing to say to little kids are when they come up at Halloween? What's that? Every Spider-Man, I say, holy cow, check out that Batman. Every, yeah, I mix it up totally on purpose just so I can, it's the only way kids won't talk to me. So I have to say what they are incorrect so I can get them to open their mouth and say something. <laughs> no, Spider-Man. Oh, oh, that's right, Spider-Man. That's the one with the spider on the front. <laughs> <laughs> and then you make them feel good like they taught a grown-up something right exactly exactly that's, exactly that's a, that's a cool now this is the other thing have. i do i also do this when the when the the little older ones come by you know 11 12 13 14 15 i don't care how old you are i got no problem i give candy to anybody that wants it better have a costume on that's all, all i right. got to say kid came up in his elder high school uniform he just had a pair of slacks on and an elder shirt i said what are you he said, I'm an elder student. 
I said, how old are you? He said, 13. I said, you go to Elder? He said, yeah. I said, get out of here. Go. Walk, <laughs> walk away. Walk away. Get out of my house. That is not – you did not try hard enough. Now, I did still throw him a piece of candy, but I didn't put it down the chute. I didn't – he did not get to have candy down my chute. Not the COVID candy chute. Absolutely not. 2020. No, nope. That's too much fun. You're not allowed to have fun if you don't dress up for real. No. Dress but up. you got to – He's a fellow Panther. I mean, you got if it was any other school and he just dressed up as a kid, as a I, I don't care. I don't, hey, I don't discriminate, brother. No, you got you got you got to give me a little bit of effort. You come walking up and you say I'm a teenager, and I say how old are you, and you say twelve. Nope, you didn't try hard enough. You just put on clothes. <laughs> yeah. TikTokers. Somebody came back. I said they're TikTokers. I said which one? They said just any of them. Nope. I said do you have TikTok? They You're said a teenager, yes. Teenager then. No, that's what I said. I said, do you have TikTok? They said, yes. I said, you ain't dressing up. <laughs> exactly. You're no, yourself. Totally. Out of so, here. What's Out of here. Do you, do you remember what the best costume was that you saw? Oh, mom and dad, He-Man and some She-Woman thing. She-Ra? Uh, sure, yeah. Whatever the woman is on He-Man. Yeah, yeah, that was the best one. And this dude, I mean – they didn't look like either of them, but they went all out on everything. You probably, it was the biggest. It was the biggest He-Man I ever seen in my life. But I asked him what kind of candy he likes. He told me. I threw one at him, and with sword in hand, two finger caught the candy in midair. That might have been. That might have been the real He-Man, actually. I might. That's why I said. I said that's a He-Man move right there. <laughs> <laughs> If he would have caught it with the end of his sword, just like stuck his sword up and caught it onto the end of the sword, and been slipped it right off of that. Yeah, I think the sword was made of like cardboard though, so probably. Not. <laughs> all right, so that's well, all I got on Halloween. Good. I'm sorry. The very last thing. So I don't know if you have you seen this video. I know you're not a big internet social media guy, but you're on it once in a while. You may have seen, or there's actually a commercial now. There's a TikTok commercial where they show it. There's this guy, he's like a dad, he's like a middle-aged dad or something, and he did this video a month or two ago where he's just riding a skateboard down the street, and he has a, a whole container of ocean spray, cranberry juice or something, and he is, he's just holding the, the camera up to himself as he's riding a skateboard, holding a thing of, of ocean spray, cranberry juice, drinking it riding a skateboard and singing to a Fleetwood Mac song. And it blew up. It's like the biggest thing on the internet. It just, the guy became the coolest guy in, in the world overnight because of that. Did he, is this the same dude that had, that ended up putting like a pumpkin on his head and doing the same thing again? Oh, I, I think I saw that, but I didn't know if, I didn't think it was the same guy. Maybe it was. Uh, it reminds me of the same thing. So anyway, I just want to tell you this. As a middle-aged dad myself who loves to be a goofball, <laughs> I feel like I could jump on this TikTok if I really wanted to. Sure. I feel like I could make something happen. Take my shirt off, put a Speedo on, get on TikTok, and just make everybody cringe. Well, you got to check if Burt Kreischer's already on TikTok. Then you, they already have one of you on TikTok, and they don't need Dude, one. I got out of the shower the other day. I got out of the shower the other day. And I, uh, you know, I try to be quiet in the morning, you know, so I bring all my clothes in there and I just put my, put my drawers on and uh, turn around and look in the mirror. And I was like, oh, my God, I really am shaped like Burt Kreischer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just meant that you are, have no problem being naked and uh, 
being a a, a fun, uh, fun, energetic guy with no yeah, sure. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that was the most creative, I guess, uh, costume that I saw. But that's Halloween. So I, I, I got another. Okay, so that's Halloween. So now I'm going to go on to the next thing. So, Adam, last week on the podcast, you threw a little bit of info out on there about you and your voting status. Yeah. And, and uh, we got a whole lot of comments that were a little – that were a little upset. So we, there was like four or 5,000 comments in there. It was all about Adam. You need to do your part. So my question is to you from that day, from Wednesday to yesterday, Tuesday, for almost six days, did you make the decision to go out and do your part? I did, except I didn't do the go out part. I did the, well, of course not. We knew that. <laughs> I did the mail-in ballot, and I did fill one out, and I did turn. Hold on, hold on. You live in the state of Ohio, so you did an absentee ballot. Oh, okay, absentee ballot. Just get it right because that's big. Those words are very dangerous right now in this world that we live in, being the day after the election. Mail-in ballot and absentee ballot are big differences right now. Are they? What, what's, what is the difference? I don't know. Apparently, there's some state that just mailed a ballot to every single registered voter. And uh, without them asking for a ballot, just mail them out. And now they're having all kinds of issues trying to figure out what's going on with that. Oh, I think that's the way it should be. But anyway, um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you, never mind. We're not doing this right now. No. All right. All right. So, so I did, I spent, here's the thing. I, I, like I said last week, I, I don't want, I don't even want to vote because politics just gets under my skin so much because it's number one, it's boring. I don't understand a lot of it. Um, it's and it, and more than anything now is because I, I as I get older I understand that there's uh, it's important um, and but it's so it's gotten so volatile and and so tense between everybody about politics that it's it's turned me way off way more off than I even was before so I didn't even want to vote um, because of the way everybody acts about it but. I did, and I spent my entire Sunday reading about every candidate on that ballot. All right, and we have where we live. Um, we had, you know, so many. Of course, everybody votes for the president, and whatever you have a congressperson or whatever, and one or two other things, I guess. And then most of the other ones are local stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So we had a ton of those. So it took me a long time, but I spent almost four hours on the internet reading about each presidential candidate. Good for you, bud. Way to go. Way to do your due diligence. And, and I, at the end of that four hours, I thought I will never get that four hours back because I don't like any of these people, <laughs> <laughs> but I did make a choice. I just made the, I don't know. I just made the best choice. I thought, um, read. Was, the biggest thing is don't read about who the person is. Read about how their stance are on issues. That's the biggest part. Because if you well, read about who a person is, we all suck. Right. We all skeletons. We all did some shady stuff. You got you got you got the the Mr. Biden who likes to touch people very, you know, as close to the to the waist as they can. And then you got the president who likes to touch people right in the. Well, I think we all know that how that goes. So yeah, it's not like we're all great people. So find the right. issue, find what you believe in, make your vote. It's all good. Yeah, I, I think that I think that who the 
who the person is. I think you do vote for who who a person is. Now it's it's very hard, and I think the you know I think there should be personality and leadership skill stuff that I think should definitely factor into everybody's choices. But um, it's it's very hard to figure out who a person is now because everybody just attacks the other people. It's not about you know it's not about this is what you know, these are the list of qualities or as, as you see me debate and do town halls and interview and stuff, it's not that I'm, uh, it's not that I'm showing you who I am and that's, and you, and you see that and you vote for that. It's everybody attacks everybody else. And a lot of times probably makes stuff up about the other person. So, <laughs> so it's, so you don't know what's true and what's not really. Um, and so it's very hard to tell what kind of person every, each one of those people really are. It's exactly well, so, um, but you have to just, you know, try your best to do, to do that. And then of course, like you said, um, take a look at, you know, their answers to as many questions as you have. And I just, I didn't use any of the news sites. I went straight to each person's personal website uh, for their campaign and just read as much as I could on each one of those and just made the best decision I could and then did the, the same thing for everybody I had to vote for. Good for you. I got up. What? What's that? I said, well done. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got up extra early the next morning uh, for the day before election day to make sure I got it in the mailbox by the post office to make sure it got postmarked in time. I was a little nervous about whether I had as, uh, enough postage on there because I had heard somebody talking about that. And then I had these stamps that I bought like a year and a half ago and I wasn't sure how much they were worth. So I threw a couple of those bad boys on there. And, uh, and then I was talking to you about that and you said that should be good. And I, I thought that was probably okay. So as long as you got two forever stamps on there, it'll make it. Bingo. That's what I have on there. So hopefully it'll be counted and I didn't waste an entire Sunday and was up to like 1am looking at political stuff. Yeah. Good for you. So I, I, uh, I did, uh, I went, I, I, first year of my life, I ever did absentee because I'm, I was out of town on Tuesday. Never done that before in my life. However, uh, I'm the biggest procrastinator in the world. Therefore, I knew I would never mail it. Uh, so, I, the day before the election, I went directly to the Hamilton County Board of Elections and dropped it off. Now, when I got there, I was very confused because there was a line around that building of 600 to 1,000 people, it felt like. So if you were going a day early so you didn't have to stand in line the day of, brother, you made a mistake. Should have gone two days early. The drop-off, the ballot drop-off box had zero people in line. I smoothed right on through, dropped it off, got her done, checked on. And the cool thing Ohio does now, which is nice, is you can look up your absentee ballot to see if it had been counted or not. So that night they had, they had opened it up, they had uh, okayed it to be counted, and then it was counted the next day on election day. Very nice. Yeah. So I'll probably never do that again because I really enjoy going to the voting booth. <laughs> uh, I'll probably design my out-of-town days around, around Tuesdays. But, uh, yeah, I, it, was, it was good. I enjoyed it. That was going to be my question for you was, well, since it was so easy and you had – you know, you, you could sit there no. And, and. No way. I'm dying. 
always for the rest of my life go in. I absolutely love going in. There's something fulfilling about walking in and, you know, here's my ID, here's my face, here's my signature, here's my ballot, walk into your little booth and scribble down some, some boxes. And yeah, I enjoy that. I enjoy I only, anything. I only have one experience doing. Sorry, go ahead. What? I, I enjoy, I enjoy anytime there's a whole bunch of people around. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did the uh I'm glad you did the the mail in or the absentee or whatever this year at least. And hopefully everything'll be better next year and we'll be able to go there and I'll probably <laughs> if I vote the next time it'll probably be by absentee ballot again. But uh cuz I'm going to need that time because I'll tell you what this past weekend was the last time I'm probably going to spend a lot of time reading about politics until that time again. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, anyway. so there you go. We have no idea who the president's going to be at this moment in time. Right. Uh, probably won't really know until December 1st, but who knows. Uh, until then, that's probably the most – well, I take that back. I was going to say it's the most politics you'll get out of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast, but every once in a while we slip into a little – we slip into a little uh, – into a little edge where it gets off the rails. Um, it's not going to be very that being, often. No, not going to be very often. All right, so before we get into NFL picks, Adam, I want you to get some sports breathed into this podcast. So if you would, would you tell me something good? The Reds, Reds broke records in the postseason, all bad records, uh, most consecutive scoreless innings in a postseason. However, we got some good news the other day. We did. Uh, they announced the Gold Glove Awards. Is it still the Rawlings Gold Glove Awards? Or is it yeah. – uh... Yeah, because when um, – because uh, the A2K, the Mizuno A2K, when, when uh, uh, Brandon Phillips had that and he won his Gold Glove, they put gold trim around his glove. And Rawlings sued Mizuno for making Brandon Phillips that glove. Because they said uh, that was off of a gold glove, and that's their gold glove award. So there you go. You're right. I forgot about that. Good call. So you're right. It is the Rawlings Gold Glove Award still. And uh, our guy, so we're, we're from Cincinnati, and the Reds are our team, and, and Tucker Barnhart is our catcher. He is my second favorite player on this Reds team for the last five years or so, and uh, he won the gold glove. Uh, this year for National League catchers, and <clears throat> I am extremely excited. So I wanted to at least bring that up. So, I'm, so thank you for asking that. Um, he led all major league catchers in defensive runs saved, which is a big advanced metric, if you want to call it that or whatever. Um, so real quick, I've got a question for you. I don't know how they figure out defensive runs saved, uh, and I assume you don't either. Correct. Okay. So I can understand a outfielder because they bring into effect uh, distance run and, you know, the way, you know, how much, how much uh, ground they cover to make catches and things like that. And I can see how they could figure out that. As a catcher, how do you think they figure out defensive runs saved? Like what goes into that? I mean, I would bet because as a catcher, you can still get errors. You have passed balls. You have uh, runners that steal against you. You know, uh, the, the efficiency about, of how you throw runners out. Um, 
And so I, I, I imagine it has, to, has got to do with a lot of that stuff. Um, well, Barnhart's been phenomenal at that his entire career. So good for him. Tucker, it's his second gold glove, correct? Second gold glove. He won one in 2017. He credits yep. the coaching staff and uh, like the, these advanced metrics. He like this is all metrics that he has changed the way he catches over the last couple of years using that stuff. And he said that's helped him tremendously. He's a way better catcher now than he even was in 17 when he won his first gold glove. There you go. Um, so very cool. And uh, aside from him, there were two guys that I wanted to mention really quick that won gold gloves again this year. And I say again, uh, very impressive. Nolan Arenado, uh, third baseman from the Colorado Rockies, won his – he has been in Major League Baseball for eight years now. He has won a gold glove eight consecutive years. He is – Nolan Arenado has been in the league for eight years, and if something were to happen to him and end his career early, he would be a Hall of Famer. Totally agree. Totally agree. Because not only is he the best defensive third baseman for the last eight years. And he's the, the best offense. Yeah, he's the best offensive one, too. <laughs> yep. Uh, he, he took right over for Adrian Beltre, probably, uh, as, as his career was winding down. And Arenado is probably even better. So, uh, congratulations to Arenado. Doesn't Arenado play in uh, Colorado? Yes. Oh, so he probably took over for Tulowitzki then. Oh, no, Tulu was playing shortstop. One. Oh, no, sorry. I just meant for, like best defensive oh, team, oh, defensive okay. third okay. baseman in the game. I, yeah. say, I don't think Beltre ever played for Colorado. No, 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 no. <clears throat> um, but aside from him, Alex Gordon is another guy. He won his eighth, his eighth gold glove this year, and uh, he retired at the end of the year. So he finished out his career with his eighth gold glove in uh, left field, I believe it was. <clears throat> I think he was still playing left for them, right? Um, so anyway, he had he won four consecutive. He won. It seemed like he he's won one every year for the last eight or nine years. Um, but total, he uh, he has won eight, and then called it a called it a career. He's thirty six years old, which, as you and I both know, thirty six years old is very very old. So. <laughs> um, but I, I just wanted to shout those two guys out because they've uh, they've been great defensive players for a long time. There are a whole bunch of names that won Gold Gloves this year that I don't even know. They're the best defensive players at their positions in these leagues, and I've barely I've not heard of a couple of them. That's just the the year we're in. It's 2020, so I ref I, I don't want to know who they are because they're never going to win another one again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway. That was uh, – we just wanted to, to give a quick shout-out to Tucker Barnhart, number one. Uh, yeah, congrats, and you guys. Congratulations to everybody that won gold gloves. Um, there's one quick thing that I want to get into before I – and we don't have to get into it deep or anything. It's just something that I made a choice to do something last night that I have not done. I've probably done, I would say, maybe like four times in the last 15 years or so at 20 years maybe, and the first time in probably four or five years. And that is eat McDonald's food. Whoa. <laughs> wow. McDonald's over the years. Look, you can tell this boy ain't got no kids. Yeah. <laughs> four times in 20 years? Yeah, you, ain't, you, ain't, you don't have any kids. <laughs> no, I don't. And I, I ate. I worked McDonald's was my first job. So I ate tons of McDonald's when I was 
15 that's, and 16 years old. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> and yes. Uh, and then I went a little bit after that, but for the most part in my adult life, I've not gone to McDonald's because it tastes delicious, but it's so bad for you. And it's, it makes you feel so horrible. Um, and, but, and I think they've changed a little bit some over time because they, they realize like people, and then there was that documentary uh, super size me. Yeah. yeah. Um, where the guy ate McDonald's for however many straight days and he, his doctor was like, uh, you're going to die if you, if you don't stop doing this. So, right. um, and then they've done the, the, the studies where the, the hamburger, they sit the hamburger for like two years and it doesn't grow mold or anything. And it's yeah. like, this is a radioactive hamburger that they're serving you. So, um, so I want to anyway. say this, let me say this before you continue on. Yeah. McDonald's, you just said McDonald's food is delicious. McDonald's lunch and dinner menu, their, their sandwiches, outside of the uh, Big Mac sauce, which whatever sandwich, if, I, if we go to McDonald's for the kids, whatever sandwich I get, I just tell them to add Big Mac sauce to it <laughs> because that's the only thing in the world that makes anything taste good at McDonald's. McDonald's breakfast Bar none, best breakfast of any fast food chain. That's true. I, I haven't gone, I haven't done breakfast there in a long time, but if I was, if I would go there frequently, it would be that. And that's the best part about my visit. So I got a double cheeseburger and fries. I don't know what came over me. I was, I, I came out of practice and I needed to eat something and I knew I didn't have anything at home. So I'm like, I got to eat something and I'm just kind of tired of the, I do the same four or five things all the time. So I'm like, man, what am I going to do? So I, I started driving and I'm, I just pulled into a McDonald's. I'm like, here we go. The thing that, that is probably going to make me go back there kind of frequently now is they've recently added. And I remember seeing this just a couple of weeks ago and thought I'm, I'm going to go there. And then I forgot until I got there and saw the menu. They brought back the cinnamon roll. Yep. Uh, they had a cinnamon roll when I worked there in the late nineties. And shortly after I left there, they discontinued it. It's been gone for a long time. They brought it back. I forgot. I ordered, okay, give me a double cheeseburger and fries. I haven't had, I, you know, I just had a craving for McDonald's fries suddenly. So that's why I pulled in there. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, you got to get a burger or something too. Got those two things, saw the cinnamon roll. like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm like, all right, throw me in a cinnamon roll too. So I'm thinking this is going to be one of those deals. It's going to be an individually wrapped thing that they buy from a, you know, some. No, not, not when it comes to breakfast food at McDonald's, sir. Not McDonald's breakfast. Let me tell you. And number one, I don't know if I'm pregnant or what, but I have had a craving for cinnamon rolls like you wouldn't believe, I've always loved cinnamon rolls, but lately the last like month or two, I'm like thinking about cinnamon rolls constantly. So <laughs> I get this thing. I'm expecting not very good because that's what I've come to expect from McDonald's. Um, uh, unless they're listening to this and they want to be a sponsor of the podcast and it's the best food on the planet. No, 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 no. Because we only sponsor, we will only sponsor places we believe in. And unless McDonald's wants to absolutely sponsor their breakfast menu, I will do that. <laughs> Outside of that, absolutely not. I will do or any their Big Mac sauce or their Big Mac sauce. I will do any. Get a McDouble with Big Mac sauce, 
all day long. Here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to order a cinnamon roll with Big Mac sauce next time I go. Touchdown. <laughs> Touchdown. Thank you. I'd like to thank uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, first of all. I, without him, <laughs> I wouldn't be here. And then, um, anyway, so I, I, the cinnamon roll blew my mind. It was so good and so over exceeded my expectations. I want to go get three cinnamon rolls every single morning from McDonald's right now. Um, so uh, I, I'm glad. Not the, the, the food was good because I haven't had it in a long time. And it was just, you know, it's a hamburger patty with cheese and ketchup and mustard on it. And so that's, that tastes good. Uh, it's still low quality food, but the cinnamon roll put it over the top for me. I am a McDonald's new cinnamon roll fanatic. Nice. Good for you, brother. I'm happy for you. Congratulations on entering, getting back into the McDonald's breakfast world. I would never congratulate you for getting into the McDonald's world, but the McDonald's breakfast world, A+. And here, it's my favorite breakfast. And here's the thing that's, that's great about McDonald's is the cinnamon roll is one of the things that they are serving all day long. One of the all-day breakfasts, huh? Nice. Ah. Nice. So my favorite McDonald's breakfast, they have got a steak bagel. It's a, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a sliver of steak, but it's, I mean, it's, it's not like compressed into an exact form. I feel like we might have something kind of almost like real steak onions and this like yellow saucy stuff on it. Oh, sauteed onions, real sauteed onions on a crispy bagel. Dude, that's my, that is my go-to my go-to and then you go you know you can never go wrong with the the burrito the sausage burrito sausage burrito is always good okay. and then the biscuit the biscuit their biscuits the sausage sausage egg and cheese biscuit yeah phenomenal a lot of people like the thing that's got the syrup in the bun what's that called a uh oh the mcgriddle maybe mcgriddle a lot of people like those i'm not much on i don't yeah i keep the keep, keep the sweet off of my breakfast meat that's what I like to say. Keep the sweet off the breakfast meat. That's how I kind of, kind of go by that in an everyday life fashion. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I just hey, listen, listen. If I was doing this podcast, if I if it, this was the old days and we were in and we were in the dungeon doing this podcast, the Rum Dumb Studios. Yep. And I was the one in charge of putting this on the internet. This would be called Keep the Sweet off the breakfast meat <laughs> take a look at me writing that down in my notebook <laughs> keep the sweet off i'm gonna say my breakfast meat just that's way better sound, just way to make better. it sound a little more gross yeah i'm totally down for that all right well, you know, some people like when they get a they'll get a like I used to bring in, uh, so for a dollar, you can get a sausage and cheese McMuffin. Delicious. Good, right? No egg. So it's only a dollar or like now I think it's like a dollar 10 or dollar 15. Inflation. I, I know. I used to bring those into work all the time. I'd get, you know, a dozen of them or something like that. Bring them into work. Everybody get them. And everybody's like, dude, are you ever going to bring us in jelly for this? Like What? Oh, everybody put grape jam on that thing. And they like acted like it was delicious. It might be delicious. 
However, I will never know why, because I don't put the sweet on my breakfast meat. I'll tell you, I, I do like some syrup uh, or syrup, depending on what part of the country you're from, um, on, on some sausage. Like, it, you know, it's it usually, it's not that I pour it on my sausage, but if I get like <laughs> a pancake or a French toast or a waffle and I, have all, I also have sausage and I, and I have a little bit of the, of the syrup on my sausage, yeah. it's very delicious. Um, yeah. But I get it. Jelly's a little different to me, though. It's a, it's, it's a, like, syrup is just sugar, but jelly has a flavor to it. So you're adding like mm-hmm. grape or strawberry flavoring to your meat as well. Right. Right. So to me, that's a little different. It's a little off the wall. I, I'm with you. I will. I won't do that. But good for you if you do. So congratulations. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you've uh, come back to the real world and uh, actually had McDonald's. So. Adam, that's going to bring us into our next part of the show, which uh, I'm going to, I'm, I got to say something to you. Okay. Our final segment is always the comedy segment, right? Mm-hmm. I took a ton of notes on the comedy segment this week, like a page and a half of notes on the comedy segment we did, which was Tim, he- Tim Heidecker. Right. I left them in my car. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. We are going to go and we're going to do NFL picks. I'm going to run as fast as I can upstairs while you talk a little bit, talk out your NFL picks a little bit. Oh. I need you just, just slightly. I'm going to need about, I'm going to need about a minute and a half to two minutes to get up there, get in my car, get my notes out and come right back down. Don't wake anybody up. Uh, no, nah, I, I won't wake anybody up. So NFL picks, Adam, this week, you get to start. Oh man, what a what an honor! Um, I think actually, yeah, I think you started the last couple weeks. I want to say, and I usually just plan to start because you are so good at this that you uh, typically make your picks on the spot. I am not nearly as good at this as you are, so I have to like look at least look up what the lines are ahead of time and give it some thought. Because that's what I am and who I am, and I'm I have a I'm way in my own head too much. So, having said that, I will start, and I will start with. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. I will go back to. Nope. I will wait until you get back to say that, and we will go right into week nine. So I will start making my picks, and that will start with the Carolina Panthers at the Kansas City Chieftains. Uh, the chefs are an 11 point favorite at home against Carolina. Uh, the chiefs blew out, uh, whoever they were. It's holy smokes. That was really fast. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's good. I'm going to have to put it on mute. Cause I'm going to be, uh, I'm gonna be breathing heavy for a minute. All right. Keep going. <laughs> All right, Bert, <laughs> catch your breath. <laughs> All right. I'll sweat. I'll sweat. I'm sweating like a, like a somebody in church, <laughs> <laughs> like like the devil in church. All right, so I started with, I started with the Carolina Panthers visiting the Kansas City Chieftains. And are you saying Chiefs this for? A, are you saying this for a second time? Just this first one, yes. Okay. Um, so the the. Uh, the Chiefs are an 11-point favorite at home against the Panthers. I'm taking the Chiefs in that one. 
I am uh, on my second one. I'm picking, let's see, the Baltimore Ravens are visiting the Indianapolis horses and the uh, scary birds are two and a half point favorite over the horses in Indianapolis. So I am taking the Baltimore Ravens um, to cover that. And I will take the third one. I will take the New England Patriots as a seven-point favorite visiting the dynamic, the spectacular New York Jets. Oh, excuse me, New York football Jets. I don't want to confuse anybody on which Jets team I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, unless they don't know the New York. Yeah, make sure they know it's the New York football Jets. Right. Yeah. So that's your American. Favorite? Excuse me, American football, because you know you have the whole soccer football thing. The New York American football Jets. Sorry, what? I was teaching my son. I was teaching my son the other day, and I said, "You know, Parker, in other countries they call this. He's playing a soccer game on his thing, and I said they call that football. Yeah. And he said, "Why do they call it that?" I said, "Because you play with your foot." He goes, well, "What about football?" And I was like, "Oh, not quite, my friend. Not quite. <laughs> That's only here in your beautiful country." Yeah. Everywhere else in the whole entire world calls it American football because they play football. Yes. Sorry. That's uh, – okay, so what's the, uh, what's the scores right now? So I, I, I did wait on that for you to come back. So last week was week eight. I went one and two. You went two and one. So you picked up another game on me the second week in a row you've done that. So you were within one game going into this next week now. So I'm 9-12 and 12 on the season. You're 8-13. and 13. So we're one game difference. You could go ahead of me this week. Uh, I'm feeling super good about Cleveland, this week. So you are up. All right. First thing I'm taking, I'm going into Dallas, and I say that the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know if the Red Rifle's playing again. I don't know who the ding-dong for the, for the, for the Cowboys are going to be, but they're going to get their heads kicked in. The Steelers score 40 points. Dallas is lucky to score 10. That game's a 14-point. That's got a 14-point spread. I am taking the Steelers minus the 14 points. It's been a year of favorites, Adam, and I'm starting to get on the bandwagon. I've been super against for, for years, years. I love to take at least one or two home dogs. Not any longer, my friend. The COVID has changed the way I pick football games. How about that? That being said, the next game that I'm going to take is another, another double-digit spread. The Kansas City Chiefs lost one game a few weeks ago, and they are coming in, and they are letting everybody know that they will not lose another game this year. They probably will, but they won't lose more than one, and that one game is not going to be against the Carolina Panthers. They will beat the Carolina Panthers by at least 18 points. The spread's 11, therefore – Another W for Chris. That being said, going into the final game of the night that I am going to be taking, this is something that I think might, might turn some heads. Drew Brees and the Saints have been struggling here lately. I am going to take an underdog because I still got a little bit of old Chris left down deep inside the soul. So I'm going to travel into Florida, into Tampa Bay, which really isn't Tampa Bay. It's really somewhere else close to Tampa Bay, but I am going to take Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints plus five against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
I just came downstairs and looked at that just randomly, turned my phone on and picked them out of the hat that I had, none of that was planned. I feel like I could be boomer. I could, I, I, I feel like I could do a, uh, fastest two minutes in football if I needed to. I was actually explaining to the viewers slash listeners that as you were upstairs, that I typically would go first because to give you some time to look at it. Um, and, but you are very good at this. You, you've done it. You do it every week kind of like that or almost every week where you pick off the top of your head and we're basically even. So you're off the top of your head. That's how much better you actually are at this than I am, because I am like, I'm deliberating over it. I'm 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 looking at I'm looking ahead and thinking it through and all that kind of stuff. And you're like, that they're gonna win by this much. They're gonna win by this much, and they're gonna win by this much. And you're and we're doing like about the same. And am I even 500 for the year? <laughs> you're, well, we're both under 500, but we're yeah, exactly we're one game apart. So yeah, exactly. All right. So that is going to bring us into the next section of the podcast, which uh, is something we do every single week now. It's becoming one of my favorite parts of the podcast. It's the Mount Rushmore segment of the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. Adam, you were in charge of the comedy special. And if you're in charge of the comedy special for the week, that automatically puts you in charge of deciding what we are going to choose as... Uh, for for the the Mount Rushmore segment of the podcast, you chose this week. You chose the Mount Rushmore of comedians. Mount Rushmore comedians, and we made a decision last night that we are not just going to do uh, greatest comedians of all time by anybody else's vote, like we did with sandwiches. Just you just we just went with the most popular sandwiches ever. No, we decided this time that we are doing our favorite. Yes. Top four all-time favorite comedians. Yeah, who we think are the best. How you want to do this, man? I think you should go first. I have 14 people written down. I picked four. Uh, I had four. Four was actually, I had 14 people. Yeah, four, four were easy for me. But then I just started going down and just writing a bunch of names down that I thought would be fun. And I started looking at some websites, and I was like, oh, you know what? Oh, man, how could I? Oh, I forgot about that. But my top four did not change. So in no particular order, my favorite four comedians, Dave Chappelle, Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, and number four was tough. I'm going to tell you it was tough because I had three guys I was looking at. Tell me those three guys. The three guys I looked at were um, Bernie Mac, Eddie Murphy, and Chris Rock. Okay. Of those three guys, I went with Chris Rock. Only for one joke really probably ever, and it's his Tussin joke, the Robitussin joke. It's probably my all-time favorite joke. And Chris Rock could keep you laughing at him in between his jokes. He keeps you laughing at him because of his voice. (laughs) So you just know something's coming because you can hear the inflection in that weird little voice he's got. And it's just, oh, 
I love Chris Rock. And I don't know that I've ever really talked about it on this podcast, but Chris Rock's one of I'm putting him, I put him on there. Robin Williams. You can go back to any Robin Williams stand-up comedy that he ever did from when he was like in his 20s and he was on cocaine till he was in his 50s and just and and did one and maybe wasn't on cocaine but just had the same amount of craziness in him as he did then the voices everything unbelievable richard pryor has to be on there for me just for what he did number one super funny guy absolutely funny but what he did one he as being one of the founding fathers to really break through there's a lot of good black comedians older black comedians but what he did to push on that next generation of eddie murphy chris rock bernie mac uh, those guys to push that on to keep it going because uh, he was really one of the few, one of the one or two at that time when he was doing it that were really doing it. And then Dave Chappelle, just because that's my dude, Dave Chappelle cracks me the hell up. Yeah. And Chappelle show was Seinfeld favorite all time, uh, favorite all time. What do you call that? Sitcom. Sitcom. Chappelle show, second favorite all time TV show by far. Nice. Uh, Murphy Brown, close third. Murphy Brown. Murphy Andis Brown. Bergen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not a joke, by the way. In fifth grade, I had a I had a birthday party, and there was a uh, there was like a ten question uh, Chris's favorite things for all the kids to answer, and only one kid got it right, and it was his favorite TV show, and <laughs> Murphy Brown. All right, good job, T.J. Lucida. What a guess! It was T.J. Lucida. Exactly right. (laughs) Nice work. It was (laughs) the reason I love Murphy Brown so much. I'll admit it now because when I was a kid, I never admitted I liked girls at all. But there was some. (laughs) There was some skinny, skinny blonde TV anchor on there. wasn't Candace Bergen, or whatever her name is, who played Murphy Brown. It was the the other girl on the show. I was in love. Nice. I was in love. I I remember. I remember the show and I remember seeing it a few times, but I never, I, I feel like I usually, it came on after something else that I would watch when I was a kid that I probably shouldn't have been watching, I guess. Um, but it came on after that. So I would see the first few uh, tears or something. Yeah. Something like that. Um, but I would, I would watch the first few minutes and then change it or whatever. So um, I guess I never got into Murphy Brown, but I do remember the show. Uh, so okay, uh, good. I never you. understood the aspect of the painter and Murphy Brown. Like, I don't know if they were together. Dude was always at her house painting something in his paint clothes, but I don't know what that was a weird little dynamic. Now that I think about it, I'm not 100 percent sure what was going. I think she was messing around with the help. So I wonder if Murphy Brown is a show that you can find on one of those. That's I don't think it's on Netflix. I feel like I would have seen it on there by now. Uh, or but something like that. I wonder if there's Hulu or Apple TV or one of those yeah. guys. Yeah. Could be. I wonder because I, I that seems like something like if you're looking for something to do on the road or something like that, you throw on a few Murphy Brown episodes and binge watch that old boy. I'm looking it up on the uh, on the Hulu right now just to see if it's on there. While you do that, you got to report back and tell let everybody know if it's on there if it's on anywhere. I will get started with my Mount Rushmore. I like you, and so I think I counted 15 total uh, that I wrote down. I probably left three or four off that I probably should have even added to this list, but of course I, I did narrow it down to four, 
It was really hard because I feel like I can interchange probably any of these with a few other uh, folks on this list. Uh, but the people who I did not put on, uh, among them are Zach Galifianakis, who I don't have him on my Mount Rushmore for some reason, but I, I, I've been asked before who my favorite stand-up comedian is, and I've said several times, probably Zach Galifianakis. So I don't know why I didn't put him on my Mount Rushmore. That is crazy. I don't even have Zach Galifianakis down, but I, Zach Galifianakis is hilarious. So yeah, I'm. He he was uh, man. I don't. He was just so funny. Um, I've got Jim Gaffigan on there. I've got Chris Rock was the was one of the first ones I wrote down. Um, Bill Cosby, Red Fox, Bill Burr, Mitch Hedberg. Um, I've got all those guys on there, and then I wrote down like four four people that I've heard a lot of comedians talk about being among the greatest of all time. And, but these are people that I haven't seen a lot of. Um, and these are people that I, because I've heard so many comedians, especially lately because I've been watching so much more comedy and interviews with comedians and stuff like that, that I, I want to go back and find a video of these people and it exists. Um, I want to go back and listen to, to old albums or, or just find, you know, YouTube videos or whatever. And, uh, and really get into some of the older comedians from like way before our time. And among mm -hmm. those, Bill Hicks, Lenny Bruce is one guy that I, Lenny Bruce, I'm going to tell you, I've listened to some Lenny Bruce. And if you watch the marvelous Miss Maisel, he's in there. He's, there's a guy that plays him. And if you listen to the delivery in the old albums and you listen to the delivery, this guy has, it is really, really good, and it's really close. And it's, you know, there's, there's just a – it's such a uh, – he's probably the closest you're going to get to a comedian nowadays because he would talk a little more raunchy, but it just wasn't as raunchy in the 40s and 50s. That is. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I've got – and then I've got Joan Rivers and Don Rickles. Uh, so Joan Rivers, I can tell you right now, Joan Rivers is hilarious. Yeah. She's on my list where she was one of the next couple that was like, she was, I would, I could put her on there instead of Chris Rock or Robin Williams and not feel like I did something wrong. Don Rickles. I'm not a Don. I mean, I'm not a fan of his comedy. He's, he's just an you know, insult comic. <laughs> yeah. He's an insult comic. And then you got the one liner guy. Uh, what's his name? He was in Caddyshack. Um, uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield, the one-liner known for people for stuff like that. But the Mitch Hedberg, that's a tough one because there's never been a time that I'm flipping through and I see some or I hear something with Mitch Hedberg on it, and it I don't just giggle. I don't giggle a little bit. Like he is definitely one of my favorites, and I tell people this every time he comes up. I I saw him live. You um, did right. Yeah, and it was just like maybe three, four, five months before he passed away. It was. Yeah, I thought it was really close to when he died. I want to say like 2005 or something like that. It was. Uh, it's been a long time now, but um, I got a chance to to see him live when he was here in Cincinnati, and oh my gosh, I just so 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 funny. Um, Sorry, the uh, oh, I, I just thought of another guy that I would like to put on there. Another guy that is unfortunately deceased at a pretty young age, and that's Patrice O'Neill. Um, oh yeah, he was a guy I love too. Um, so funny. He had a funny delivery, like he had a funny delivery for a big giant black guy. 
<laughs> yeah. He was uh he was not he afraid. Wait, did he lose a bunch of weight before he died too? If he did, it might have been bad weight. I don't know. He had he was he had diabetes, and I think that's how he died. Um, because it was it was bad enough. Uh so anyway, those are the people that I wrote down that did not make my top four. My top four then, and I did this kind of the same way. Uh if you go back to one of the first ones we did. Um, or no, when I think when we did, no, when we did pitchers, I think I did like two older guys and two kind of newer mm-hmm. guys, at least from our, our age, um, or our lifetime. Uh, so I kind of did the same thing here and it was, uh, Richard Pryor was one. George Carlin was the other one. He was the first one I wrote down. Like he was, I knew he, it was yeah. no brainer. He's for me. on, he's on almost everybody's Mount Rushmore. I'm just not, I think he's funny. He's just not that – for me, if I was doing a Mount Rushmore of greatest comics without putting my thought process into it, like maybe not greatest comics, but comics that um, – I don't want to say change the way people do things because nobody still does it like George Carlin did. Yeah. But just, you know, to maybe that's it, you know, to be that different kind of guy. Anyway, he would definitely be on it. Yeah. But not one of my favorites, so. Totally, totally fine. George Carlin, Richard Pryor, and then my my two kind of newer guys are Dave Chappelle and Louis C.K. Louis C.K. I know that Louis C.K. is uh, not uh, has has gone out of favor with most people now. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a great. He's not a great comedian. I mean, if you listen to his stuff, it's it's good. So I had Louis C.K. written down on my list. Uh, another couple more that I just want to throw out there. Yeah, please. Especially on the newer side of things. Uh, Kevin Hart. Yes. Kevin Hart is a really good comedian. He's selling out places that can, comedians would never dream of selling out. Uh, he's more of a character comedian than he is, you know, just a comedian. But he's really good at his art. He's really good at it. Um, a guy that's kind of weird, but I've been on the Sirius radio, right? I got the new truck, got the Sirius radio, so I've got like eight comedy stations I just shuffle between. Norm McDonald. Can I tell you that Norm McDonald stand-up? I hated Norm. I hate <clears throat> my least favorite part of Saturday Night Live is the weekend update. It's terrible. I'm so bored while they're doing it. It's horrible. Norm McDonald's stand-up comedy is hilarious yeah he is funny as all get out um adam sandler odd guy he is adam sandler early adam sandler where he would mix in his songs and do some goofy stuff like that adam sandler phenomenal um who else did i have here old guys red fox we did a red fox special it was okay but Red Fox, obviously, one-liner plus raunchiest man you've ever met in your entire life. I uh, love Red Fox. Steve Martin, his stand-up comedy is really good. Like, his banjo playing, I could take it or leave it, right? In mm-hmm. his 70s or 80s. He just had a kid at, like, 72 or something like that <laughs> a couple years ago. So, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. But his stand-up comedy was really good. And probably the most underrated comedian of all time, in my eyes, Bob Newhart. Mm. Bob Newhart's good. Bob Newhart, dry. He's the dry. He's a dry comedian. You, you have to think 
because he's not going to give you his punchline with his voice going up and down. His voice stays the same. He tells the joke and he spits out the punchline and it throws you off and it's funny. Anyway. Um, so you. Oh, sorry. No, nope. I, I was, I was just thinking about, so I, I think I said comedians and I think you specified stand-up comedians, which was important because this was stand-up comedians. And I think there's a difference because there are people that are comedians because their career is comedy, but they're not stand-up comedians. Conan mm -hmm. O'Brien is probably the first one that comes to mind because I'm a die-hard Conan O'Brien fan. And he yep. doesn't do stand-up comedy, but he's a comedian. Right. Um, Martin Short is another guy that is maybe – I, definitely all one of the all-time funniest people to me um but i don't i know him way more from doing other stuff i think he did stand up comedy um but he does but most of his stuff was from like movies and sure I, he's on talk shows and variety shows and stuff like yeah. that mike myers michael mike myers right you think of mike myers the guy yes. hilarious in comedies did he do stand-up comedy probably otherwise he would have never been on snl or any of that stuff because that's kind of where they get their people from but do you know any of it no because he stopped doing it and he does what he does now which is movies so yeah, I totally agree. But I definitely wanted to – I like the fact that you say stand-up comedians. It makes it easier. And I know what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a guy in front of a microphone making jokes. That's right. That's right. And, and there are a lot of people in the industry um, that are either writers that you don't really see a whole lot or know much about that, that have done stand-up comedy that were probably really good. That's how John Mulaney uh, yep. he was doing stand-up, but his first real, like, job in comedy was writing at saturday night live um so many are that way yeah, so yeah. many comedians that never made it onto saturday night live but lauren found and said that dude's writing for me 100 percent. yeah because they were doing stand-up comedy at you know small places and in small rooms and stuff like that so Anyway, um, so many people. I feel like we could probably put 40 or 50 people on this list and talk about really great, good comedians. Um, but anyway, that's, that's, that was fun for me. Um, so would you like to choose now or wait till the end of the podcast to choose your Mount Rushmore for next week? Let's do it now. Let's okay. do it now. What do you got for us? Oh, boy. Um, I'm going to go – Mount Rushmore colas. Okay. And I'm specifying the word cola because it's got to be carbonated. No alcohol involved. A carbonated cola. All right. And by cola, I, the, sprites are included in that. Any or soda. Carbonated pop. Any soda. Right. Pop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, if you're from the Midwest, pop. You know what we're talking about. If you're not right. from the Midwest, pop soda. is soda. Right. And, uh, couch is sofa. Anyway. Um, think about that, but yes. <laughs> I, thought, I think that's a regional thing, too. I'm not sure. Wash is wash, and, and crick <laughs> is creek, and yeah, all that other good stuff. All right, that being said, Adam, speaking of funniest people of all time, it is time for us to talk about the top five funniest people alive. Or at least that's what he tells us in the stand-up in his, in his most recent show that we watched. And it's 
Mr. Tim Heidecker. Correct. An evening with Tim Heidecker. An evening with Tim Heidecker. This is a stand-up special. That is a that is a parody of a stand-up special. And that was the word I was trying to think of last week when I was telling you about it, and I couldn't think of the word for some reason, parody. But um, and I, I was hoping that you would get that when you saw it. I'm sure you did. I didn't. I didn't oh. get it when I saw it. I well, didn't at get first. It because it was like no other stand-up – I've never seen stand-up comedy that way before in my life. So, okay. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to let you go first. If you know anything about Tim Heidecker, if you've seen – I don't. No, no, I'm just talking to anybody listening to this. If you've seen Tim Heidecker, anything he's done, his comedy um, – is is definitely uh, not not very mainstream. He's, you don't see him on a lot of like mainstream stuff. He's been in cameos and movies. He was actually in. Uh, he was the guy marrying Maya Rudolph in Bridesmaids. Um, it, but such a small part. I don't even know if he had a line. He was just there. Um, but he's made little cameos here and there as he's gained a little bit of uh, a little bit of fame. But his actual comedy that he writes and puts together and stuff that he usually does with Eric Wareheim, his, his partner, um, is really, really, really different pretty much all the time. So this is no, no exception there. But he's never done a stand-up thing like this. So um, it, was, it was off the wall. It was, like you said, no, not a stand-up special like you've ever seen before probably. Um, and we have seen the Eric Andre special from this past year. Uh, it was even different than that. And, uh, and just as strange or maybe even more. Now, there were a lot of things that he did. And it, this was all on purpose, okay? He was, he was playing a character here. Obviously. Okay, that's what I mean. That's what I meant when, it, when, it was a, when I was saying it was a parody. So... He came out and he he pretended to fumble with a microphone for 20 minutes, and it it was that part. The first minute was kind of funny, and then after that, it got the first the first time he fumbled it was funny, and then he picked it up, did it again. I was like, ah, gotcha. Okay, good work. Yep, overselling, a little funny. You did it on purpose. Okay. And then the next 15 minutes of him playing with the microphone. Anyway, anyway, okay. I've got, I'm just going to read my notes when it's my turn. I'm okay. going to read them word for word. Well, I don't want to, okay. So I don't want to tell I don't want to steal any of your thunder. So I'm just going to say it was very different. There was some of it. He likes to play this. He, he's done this before and other stuff he's done. And he, he likes, it seems like he likes to play this like jerk character where he's like this kind of like this arrogant just jerky, you know, cocky guy. And um, he, it, that gets to be too much. It's like too much of that stuff. Like I get the idea. I think the idea is funny because it is like those people, you, you run into people like that in your life and they're so despicable that they're kind of funny because it's like, oh my gosh, you can't be serious. You're not a real, being a real person like this, right? And it's so out, outrageous. And you're like, this is just the worst kind of guy. And that's kind of funny because you're like, you just can't be like that. <laughs> and he does that. He does that. Like he kind of does. That's a big part of what he does. So that part I didn't love when he was acting like he was mad or like he was above everybody else or something like that. 
but the stuff when he started doing jokes where he was just like fumbling over words and like trying like like where he was just like the worst stand-up comedy like stand-up comedian ever on purpose some of that was really funny to me and where he was messing with the cards and he was like trying to like kept looking back at the cards and those weren't even helping him he was still fumbling really bad um that when he was when he was like playing word association with the people's name now that's kind of part of it that i was like okay that takes a little bit of he was doing this parody and this character and being bad on purpose and actually having to actually having to uh do some of that improv uh style where he was asking these people's names and he was doing like word association with their names and and doing it bad on purpose i know it was all on purpose i get it okay we all understand that everything (laughs) he did was being bad on purpose we understand that you know the fact that you got to keep telling us that tells us how bad him being bad was all right but i'm i'm just trying to you know it wasn't bad because he was bad he was doing that to be funny he's doing that on purpose so i understand what he was trying to do i know you do okay so um okay so i want i I, I just want to get to you so badly with your notes i'm gonna i'm i'm just gonna give him a i give this i give this a 2.9 2.9 well i was I, in my head i was just thinking if he goes above a three i'm never doing this podcast again <laughs> all right 2.999 is what i is what i'm going with <laughs> all right so here what i here's here's i'm just gonna read you the notes that i wrote down in order this is in order as i wrote them down okay. top five top five funniest people alive question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark question mark the very first thing he says or something. The beginning is too much with the Mike Malarkey. Please don't let the whole the whole Wait. show be like the beginning. Isn't Mike Malarkey a football coach? Oh, yeah, he might be. Mike Malarkey. Yeah, yeah. There you go. With Mike Malarkey. There you go. I hope that it's not the uh, – uh, yes. I hope that I don't have to watch Mike Malarkey try to do stand-up comedy the whole time. Which is what he was trying to be, acting like he was. If I was watching a movie, I'd have been laughing. <laughs> Calling names in the audience was horrible, but I realized it was meant to be horrible. Still horrible. That's what I wrote. <laughs> trying too hard to be bad that it's just bad. New Year's resolution, fifth to sixth grade teacher was okay. The fifth to sixth grade teacher, New Year's resolution, like he said, my New Year's resolution is to be a sixth grade teacher, I think, or something like that. Anyway, that was okay. Uh, uh, He said, shut the F up for opera is what I want to say to you. Shut the F up right now. Uh, The Corona joke sucked. Uh, Best part, David and Daniela. No help from him. Oh, David, best comedian on the show. <laughs> that was brutal. Him forcing the guy to propose. I loved, I loved every bit of it. And David was into it. And he's kind of like, he was like, whatever. Okay. And I, 
David was better than he was at that because there's no way he thought that was going to happen. He wanted to do his stupid, you say uh, whatever your name is, and I just say a song that goes with it, and that's the end of it. No, nothing to it. That's all I'm going to do. And then this dude's got a girlfriend, and he makes him get engaged. And I actually, I actually thought David did a better job with that. Uh, being stupid funny is great, but being stupid, stupid sucks. Oh my God, go to the damn movie already. I don't even remember what that was. Um, I hate this something, this special should be called an evening in hell. With Tim Heidecker. <laughs> This Pepsi Coke joke better be good. Dot, dot, dot. Nope. <laughs> uh, what do I got here? Uh, songs better be good. So much better. Stopped. Stop the clappy was actually funny. Stop the clap. Oh, when he stopped the clapping, when he was singing his song. He told the guy, told the people to stop clapping because it was ruining his rhythm. That was really bad comedian, funny comedian to me. That was funny to me. He's like, you're ruining my rhythm. Stop, stop, stop clapping. It's like, like he made him stop. That, I laughed at when he was singing his songs. Um, Let's see. Hot Piss was actually better than the comedy. The song Hot Piss was better than the comedy. Uh, and my very last thing I wrote down was, wow, he got paid for that. <laughs> now, that brings me back to the first page where I wrote what I gave him, and I'm obviously giving him the lowest score I've ever given anyone. No one will ever be lower than this score because we already said you can't go negative. He gets a 0.0. .0. That was the worst, the weight, biggest waste of my life I've oh. ever put myself through. I know what he was trying to do. I totally understand. He was, he's a comedian pretending to be a bad comedian. That's the last, I, it was terrible. Okay. Good. I know, I know, I know that it was all a joke. Everything he was doing was a joke. I just didn't laugh at any of it. I didn't, it, none of it was funny though, but the, for a set. Okay. Okay. I did say a couple good spots. Let me tell I'll give him a 0 0.5. I'll give him a 0 0.5, so somebody can be worse than him. I did laugh at the Hot Piss song. I did laugh at David when he brought David up. And I did laugh uh, when I did kind of – I smiled. I should not say I laughed. I smiled uh, when he made those people stop clapping in the middle of one of his songs. I really enjoyed that. That was – So let me tell you, you gave him a negative number here because – we have established in the past that my scale goes from zero to five. Your scale goes from one to five. You said one is the lowest you can ever give anybody. You gave him a 0.5. That's negative on your scale. <laughs> I'm sticking to my number. <laughs> okay. I wrote down Chris 0 0.5. <laughs> right Thanks. next to my Adam 2.999. I'm sticking to my number. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, here's the I, thing. Okay, I so I let you to get through that. I let you down. You called me 20 minutes into that thing. We'll just we'll just be transparent with everybody. Listen to this. You called me and you're like, 
please tell me this gets better because if it doesn't, I'm I don't want to I'm not going to waste my time. And I was like, I think it gets better. And then for you, it didn't. <laughs> so no, it did. It did because the David and and, and Daniello came up. Uh, he sang the hot piss song and he stopped the people. That's so yeah. I thought those were, got better. I thought those were three parts that weren't funny at all to me. <laughs> All right, so we have a we have a lot each of, their own. Lot of each the their comedy. own. Yeah, I was gonna say we like a lot of the same comedy. Sometimes there are different styles that you just don't like the same as everybody else. It's not it's not it's not a, a right or wrong thing here. This is just our opinions. Um, okay, so you chose the uh, the colas or sodas for Mount Rushmore, and now you get the honor of 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 saving our stand-up segment with something else for next week. All right. So I have not logged into uh, Netflix on my new phone yet since I got it. We'll find out. Oh, I do know. the Man, somehow I actually guessed the login correctly. Uh, and the only reason I know which one I'm doing. Okay. Um, I just want to get on here so I know what it's called. Um, how do I do this? Hold on a second. Um, and, and while you're looking at that, just to remind everybody, uh, there will be, we will have an evening with Chris Witt in a couple of weeks after we find out whether Jacob deGrom has won the National League Cy Young Award or not. Uh, because if he does not, Chris will do 60 seconds, 60 full seconds of stand-up comedy on this very podcast. We'll call it sit-down comedy unless you want to stand up on camera. Uh, <laughs> And uh, but I ask you to keep your shirt on if you're doing that because Bert Crasher already does that, so you have to come up with a different thing. Um, and I just can't take pants off either. Uh, see, <laughs> <DJ>. um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, you can take your hat off maybe if you want. <laughs> um, no, anyway, uh, and if if Jacob deGrom does win, Chris will have three full minutes that is 180 seconds of stand up original stand-up comedy that he writes he performs i can not wait but uh, i have got an idea for i've got a bunch of ideas written down but earlier today during our podcast you said something and it struck a, a nerve in me on 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 a to figure out something to write down off for some kind of joke in this whole thing okay Um, so anyway, okay. So the, that being said that, yes, is it, when is it the 11th, the sixth? When is that? When do they announce that? Oh, the, uh, so next Wednesday is the Cy Young award winner. Uh, so yeah, so it's the, oh my gosh, the eighth. No, it's the 10th and 11th. I think, hold on. I just wrote it down last week. It, All right, so next week is the 11th is the podcast. So we will right. know during the podcast who won, which means I will be doing it on the 18th. Correct. That is correct. That is correct. How many so, times I throw my pencil down? You already uh, – I, I, and by the way, thank you, for, thank you for using a pencil tonight. I did not hear that pencil click one time. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm still playing with my – I'm still taking off and putting back on my, mm -hmm. my pen cap. For sure. Yo, pen cap. Good for you. 
<laughs> All right, so, so, so we're we finding out then. But before that, for next week, we will be watching. We will be watching something that I saw on Netflix a few weeks ago. I don't know how long it's been there. Um, I mentioned him in our in our greatest comedians, uh, Mount Rushmore. Ooh. And I had no idea that he had even done any kind of special or I'm not sure exactly what it is. It looks like a comedy special. Um, Adam Sandler, 100% fresh. Uh, the look in Adam's eyes is disappointment. Number one, you've seen it. Number two, you didn't like it, right? I mean, tell I don't want right to ruin. No, tell me right now because I can switch it. So tell me right now. I don't want you to switch because if you haven't seen this, I want you to because, number one. I'm going to watch it no matter what. Number one, I've seen it at least five times because I loved it. Perfect. I, I was hoping you said that. All right, so we are doing Adam Sandler, 100% fresh. Uh, when did this come out? How did we not do this on the podcast? It was uh, last – I think it was last year. Um, or maybe It hit right before we did this stuff then. So 2018. Ooh. Two years yeah, now. We yeah, we were we were doing the podcast, but we weren't doing the comedy segment. All right. So all right. So I, I, I have not seen it yet. I think I saw it the day it came out on Netflix. I was anticipating it. It was it was if I would have known about it, I definitely would have watched it. Adam Sandler is really close to being on there, but his things are more uh being on comedy moot in comedy movies. His comedy stand-up is good, but the the movies he did when we were, you know, in the in the mid to late '90s were the you know were phenomenal. Yeah, Happy Gilmore, um, Billy uh, Madison. Billy Madison. There's there's three of them. What was the other one? Big Daddy was really good. I don't Big know. Big Daddy was a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, he did he did a bunch of really good stuff. Yeah, and. I still haven't seen Hubie Halloween. I'm sure it sucked, but here's the thing: that looks like it would suck. I watched it I, way better than I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like Little Nicky or something like that, one of his yeah. bad ones. No, yeah, I, I mean, I thought this was way funnier than I expected. Water Boy, terrific movie. Which one? Water Boy. Water Boy, yes. Where he plays that same kind of that he does. He makes that face all the time now. And talks kind of goofy. Anyway, um, so that being said, next week Mount Rushmore will be pop, and then we've got Hubie Halloween. Or no, we don't. Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler, hundred percent fresh, and we will have more NFL or possibly talk about some college football. I don't know what we're gonna do because there's. No baseball, no basketball, although we're not – we may be – we're definitely do – next week we'll definitely do some NBA talk on when the NBA is going to start. How about that? Because, yeah, because it sounds like they're getting very close on, they, on an agreement. Yeah. The, the NBA wants to try to start uh, the week before Christmas, and um, they're worried, obviously, about the players and, and health and how much they had to play here late into a season they never would have normally played as late this this as this late into the season and then at the same time the NBA can't afford to lose the amount of money that they lost last year right. so 
they've got to they've got to find a happy medium. It's gonna and one thing that Adam Sil- Adam Silver does well is works with the players' association with the NBA, and I think we'll be fine. I think we'll have a happy medium. I think we'll have a Christmas start because I think the players understand what needs to happen for them to get paid. And that's what it, when it comes down to it, man, it's a business and you got to be making money to spend money. I think the biggest part is going to be how, how the beginning of the season is played because it's not like the Rona just left and the bubble worked and every other sport has had an issue or two pop up. So how will it work? How will it go? It's going to be interesting. And um, next week we'll talk about it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. That's a good setup, and we will leave it at that and, uh, and get more in-depth into that next week. And uh, we've, got, we've already got a, a pretty good slate scheduled for next week then. All right. In that case, until next week, don't forget to turn your